What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Budget Minded Traveler podcast, episode three. Welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part, it won't break your bank. And now, the Budget Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. Hola a todos, bienvenidos al episodio 3 del podcast. Don't worry, I won't do the whole thing in Spanish. Thanks for tuning in to episode three today. The next 20 minutes or so are going to be about the logistics and things to think about when choosing a travel destination. And that might sound a bit confusing since I think a lot of people would consider their bucket list, pick somewhere, and start planning. However, there actually is a lot that goes into choosing a destination, whether you know about these things or not. And that's what we're going to get into today. So think about this for a moment. When you choose a destination, why are you choosing it? Usually it's a combination of what you will do there and the weather. And let me give you an example. If you're wanting to take a ski vacation, you might automatically imagine great big Alps full of snow and choose France and buy a ticket. Or if you want a beach vacation, you might think of Brazil and imagine beautiful sprawling beaches, hot sun and a cold drink and you buy a ticket. So I want you to do something now and that is choose a destination country. Right now, just pick somewhere you want to go and have it in mind. And I know that most of you <laughs> will spend more than 10 seconds choosing a destination normally. But for now, just pick a place so you can do this exercise with me. Okay, now let me ask you some things that you may not have thought about when choosing your destination. And these are things you would come across eventually in your trip, whether it be towards the beginning or even at the end. So they're a great, they, they kind of create a great checklist to run through before you buy your ticket because it would really help to have the answer to these things and be prepared before you go. So here they are with your chosen destination in mind. See if you can answer these questions. Number one, what is the country's current civil state? Number two, how much money will you need? 
Number three, do you need a visa? And that's whether you need to arrange it beforehand or if you get it on arrival. Number four, do you need vaccinations? Number five, will it be possible to see and do all you want to see and do in the time you have allotted? Number six, are you prepared for a language barrier or do you even know if there will be one? Number seven, what will the weather really be like when you're there? Okay, did any of these things catch you off guard or make you think? Or were any of those questions unanswerable for you? This is why it's really helpful to put some thought into choosing a destination before it's too late. And what do I mean by too late? Well, let's take one of my examples that I just mentioned and put it into a hypothetical scenario. We'll go with Brazil. Say I want to go to Brazil, maybe to visit the beaches or study abroad like I did once, or perhaps to attend World Cup this year or even the Olympics in 2016. I know I want to go, so I buy a ticket. I fail to do much research, except I do manage to book a few different hotel rooms and even an in-country flight to go see Iguazu Falls. The morning comes for my departure and I arrive to the airport. The airline representative asks for my passport, which I excitedly hand over. He flips through it, looks up at me and says, where's your visa? Uh-oh, definitely don't have one of those. Okay, in this scenario, not only would I not be allowed to enter Brazil, but I wouldn't even be able to board my plane in most cases because the airline personnel know that I can't get in without a visa. Trip, done. Hotel room reservations, wasted. Flight to Iguazu, forfeited. Unless, of course, you can cancel any of these things with hopefully just a small penalty. Did you know that you need to secure a visa to enter Brazil before you get there? They do not have a visa on arrival program at their airports. And if you don't believe me, you should check out the blog post that I wrote for travelers heading to Brazil for World Cup. And you can find that at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash Brazil. And you'll find all the links you need to figure it out for yourself. And I have to add that it's March of 2014 right now, and this rule is still in place as of this moment. So if you're listening to this in the future, definitely look into it to see if it still stands. So that was pretty much the worst case scenario for not researching your destination country before you go. And usually it won't result that you won't be allowed into the country. But do you think this has really happened to people heading to Brazil before? Absolutely. Otherwise, I don't think there would be need for the words, which are in bold, by the way, so they stand out. The U.S. government cannot assist you if you arrive in Brazil without proper documentation. It's right there under visa requirements on the travel.state.gov page that I linked to from the post that I mentioned. If you fail to do your research, you will be alone in your pity party. But that won't be you guys because now you know better. Okay, getting back to our preparation questions. Let's talk a bit about each one of these questions so I can give you an idea of the sort of, re the sort of research I do when I choose where to go. Starting with number one, what is the country's current civil state? Make sure that the country you're going to isn't involved in some crazy civil unrest at the moment. And these things can change 
by the day. I can think of several places off the top of my head where some sort of uprising has made that country dangerous to travelers. And there's an easy way to find out if your chosen destination has a travel alert or perhaps a specific warning of some kind for U.S. citizens. And that is by going to travel.state.gov. And right there on the homepage, there is a section called alerts and warnings. Just click on that and scroll through to see if your destination comes up for any reason. All right. Number two, how much money will you need? This is a big one and there is no correct answer. However, there is a ballpark figure that you should be able to determine to some extent. The thing to watch out for here is to make sure you don't assume you're going somewhere cheap and have it turn out to be much more expensive than you realized. And a good way to find out how much money you will need day to day is to visit LonelyPlanet.com. Type your country in the search bar there and within the overview of that country, there will be a money and costs link that will show you how much you can expect to pay for food, lodging, transportation, etc. And that should give you a really good idea for your budget. Number three, do you need a visa? You absolutely should check on this whether you think you already know the answer or not. There's an easy way to figure this out. This information is provided on the travel.state.gov website, but it's pretty deep and can be difficult to find if you don't know exactly what you're looking for. So I've made it easy for you. Head over to the budgetmindedtraveler.com slash passports. And there in the travel visa section, you will find a link straight to the travel.state.gov page that covers Americans traveling abroad. And once you get there, you just enter in your destination country to read the specifics. Please do this. Don't skip this step. You don't want to end up in a worst case scenario, driving your poor, uninformed self back home when you thought you were getting on a plane to Brazil. In most cases, when a visa is required, you can get what's called a visa on arrival that you just get in line and pay for along with everyone else after you arrive in that country's airport. It's the sneaky ones like Brazil that you need to arrange beforehand, which could mean you actually traveling to another city with within the U.S. to submit your application. I've had to travel to San Francisco once and Las Vegas once for visa appointments at consulates. So don't wait to find this out. Number four, do you need vaccinations? This is another important one because just as a country could refuse your entry due to not having a visa, they could also refuse entry if you don't have the correct immunizations. There are required immunizations as well as recommended ones for each country. So to find out what these are for your destination country, check out that same page I just mentioned, the budgetmindedtraveler.com slash passports. And there you will find links to both the cdc.gov, which is the Center for Disease Control website. And that has a drop-down list of countries with all of their vaccination details. And there's also a link from my website to how to find a clinic near you that will administer these vaccinations to you. Not all doctor's offices have the equipment to administer these specific travel vaccines. Um, And you'll often need to find what they refer to as a travel clinic. Where I used to live in Lake Tahoe, it was a pretty small area with small towns. And we had a clinic in a town about 20 minutes away where a traveling nurse would come specifically to administer these types of vaccines once per week. So don't wait to figure this out either, because depending on where you live, you might be limited to where you can get vaccinated. 
And some vaccines take a series of visits to complete. So you definitely want to check into this well ahead of time to make sure you'll have time to get everything taken care of. Number five, will it be possible to see and do all the things you want to see and do in the time frame that you have allotted? And this is definitely something to consider. For example, if you give yourself a week to travel, yet you choose Thailand as your destination, you're going to be spending four days just traveling to and from Thailand. Or say you want to spend a week in Paris. Many people can spend a week in the Louvre alone. And if you don't know what that is, it's the very famous, very big art museum in Paris where the Mona Lisa lives. So keep that in mind if you are, for example, a museum person or if there's a lot of things in one destination that you want to see. Or if you're going to various places in South America, it takes a long time to get anywhere in between places in South America. Unless you fly, of course, but that, that's a different budget for you. It's a huge continent. So if you want to hit up several countries, make sure you allow yourself the time to make those travel plans. Or you might just need a bigger budget to make those flights possible. Remember, you've worked hard for this trip and you're spending your precious money on these activities. So don't sell yourself short on time if your to-do list is big. Try to be realistic about how much time it will take to accomplish the things you want to do so that you aren't rushed when you don't expect to be. And so you're not missing out on things completely when you had your heart set on them. Okay, number six. Are you prepared for the language barrier? And this is a good one because there are way too many people who believe that English is spoken everywhere. Let me be the first to tell you the truth. It's not. Even smack in the middle of Europe where everyone is supposed to speak English, right? Wrong. My brother and I once boarded a train en route to Frankfurt from the middle of Germany, and our German family even saw us off at the train station, so we knew we were on the right train. Yet, for some crazy reason, the train stopped about an hour after it left, and it didn't start going again. That was the end of the line, and we were nowhere near Frankfurt. So, in the middle of the night, unable to figure out anything because not one single person in the entire train spoke a single word of English. We had to call our family and have them come get us from who knows where and take us the rest of the way to Frankfurt, literally in the middle of the night. And we made it to our early morning flight that we were trying to get to, but unfortunately they got a flat tire on the Autobahn in the rain on the way home, which is a huge bummer. And of course, that part had nothing to do with the language barrier, but it was a bummer. So I had to share it. And we still to this day have no idea why the train stopped or how we were possibly in the wrong place. And I have since learned enough German to be able to get myself through a situation like that should it occur again. And I realize, of course, it isn't realistic to try to learn every language of every country you visit, but if you're heading somewhere where they speak a foreign language, maybe bring a phrase book with you or install a translator app on your phone or something that might help you if you get caught in a sticky situation. And while you're there, try to learn a few words like hello or thank you or please and goodbye, if nothing else. To most people, it means a lot when travelers make an attempt to speak their language. The only time that might not help you is if you're in Paris, where if you don't speak perfect Parisian French, they might just put their nose up and ignore you. 
But anyway, definitely try to be prepared if you're heading into a language barrier and don't expect everyone you come across to speak your language, please. And last but definitely not least, number seven, what will the weather really be like when you're there? What if you arrived in France for your ski trip and they had had a mild winter and barely had a snow cover? Or what if you show up for your honeymoon in Bali in January and find out that it's monsoon season? Okay, we actually did that for part of our honeymoon, by the way. So that's where that one came from. I admit I could have planned that one a little, a little bit better. Um, we still had a great time though. But anyway, uh, when my brother and I went to Greece in 2008... It was mid-September and little did we know we had hit it just right because literally a few days after we left Mykonos, nearly the entire island shut down. Actually, I think it was, I think it was the very next day after we were leaving uh, the, the resort, resort, so to say, resort where we were staying, told us that they were closing the next day for stormy season. And it turns out that a lot of the hotels and resorts on the Greek islands closed down for this stormy season. So we're really glad we beat that because we definitely hadn't done our, our research. We had no idea that was going to happen. One time back in May of 2004, when my brother came to visit me in Costa Rica, my friend and I decided we would take him to Bocas del Toro in Panama which we had been to in October and it was incredible and we really wanted to take him there. So we went and it poured, it poured, poured, poured rain the entire time since we crossed the border into Panama. So after just one day, we decided to come back. Major fail. Panama actually has a very unpredictable weather pattern, which is interesting. But in my experience, the best time to go is still October and November. And I'll never try again to go to Bocas in May. So it's one thing to imagine a place by memories of what you've experienced before or what you've seen in photos or what you've heard from others or simply by what you've made up in your mind that the place is going to be like. And then it's a completely different thing to actually go there and have the weather just totally let you down. And I've obviously had my share of this happening to me over the last 10 years. It's definitely something that I've learned from. And like I said, most people choose a destination by a combination of the, act of the activities that are offered there and the season or the weather. So determining what the time of year really looks like weather-wise is really beneficial to your planning, not to mention your hopes. So that's bringing us to a close for this episode. Hopefully you will take these questions and go forward well-informed for the next time you start planning a trip. And don't forget, you can always use internet searches as a resource for finding a lot of the things we covered today. However you find it, just don't forget to do your research. Just find it somehow. And on that note, I definitely recommend using the internet, not a guidebook for the visa and travel alert information and vaccination requirements. And the reason is that guidebooks are not always fully up to date with that information. If you buy a travel book published in December of 2013, yet a new visa law was established in January of 2014, you're not going to find it in your book. And that could present a problem for you. 
I love guidebooks, but I had a bad experience with out-of-date information once, even though I was using the newest version of the guidebook. So I will never, ever fully rely on guidebooks again, and I would never, ever recommend that anyone else do for visas and vaccinations either. And the guidebooks are going to be the first ones to disclaim that. So the internet is definitely your friend for doing this type of research. Okay, for any of these episodes where I share a bunch of links like I like I did in this one, I'm going to have a page on my blog with the show notes. So if you didn't take notes, not to worry. Head on over to thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash three for episode three. And that's the number three, not the word. And I'll have the show notes there for you with all the links I've mentioned today. I'm so thankful that you're tuning into my brand new podcast and I hope you're ready for more just like I am. I'd love to know what you think about it so far and I'd love it even more if you would do me the honor of taking a couple minutes to leave me a review on iTunes. And if you're not sure how to do this, you can go to thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash podcast and there will be instructions there. Otherwise, please head on over to your iTunes app. You can leave a star rating as well as a written review, and I would appreciate any and all honest reviews that come my way. I'm working hard on getting the next episodes together, and if all goes to plan, I'll be in Mexico by the time that happens. So if you haven't yet, like my Facebook page and follow me on Instagram so you can keep up with my travels there. I also plan to be posting YouTube videos about the work that we're doing there. So you can subscribe to my YouTube channel too, if you want to follow me that way. And you can find links to all these things from the budgetmindedtraveler.com homepage. So thank you so much in advance for leaving me a review on iTunes. I appreciate you so much for doing that. And I cannot wait to bring you the next episode from the beach in Mexico. So until then, thanks. Gracias. Ciao. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.